This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest exclusive offering for members of the Blood Red Club. I'm Matt Addison and joining me today is Head of Football at German publication Built, Christian Falk, who reported last month that Liverpool are one of the teams interested in signing Bayer Leverkusen starlet Florian Wirtz. Wirtz is averaging a goal or an assist every 41 minutes so far this season in all competitions, with six goals and five assists in eight games across both the Bundesliga and the Europa League. And he's doing all of that at just the age of 18. To give you the lowdown on the player, how much he might cost and who else is interested in making a move for him, here's my chat with Bill's head of football, Christian Falk, who I also asked about Jude Bellingham, Jamal Musiala and a few other talents in Germany. Enjoy. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, Christian, thank you so much for joining me. We're here to have a chat about Florian Wirtz. How interested are Liverpool in him, do you think? And which other clubs might be interested in buying him as well? So um, he's uh, on the focus of many Premier League clubs, of course. Um, I heard about scouts from City. They were the last match, but also Liverpool scouts were here. Chelsea, Tottenham and Arsenal. So your English are keen on him, but um, you have Bayern Munich on the table. And they would like to have him too. I think he's the, the youngest player to have 10 goals in the Bundesliga. He's scoring or assisting every 41 minutes this season. Those numbers are really incredible. What kind of, of player is he? Is he a, an out-and-out striker? Is he a number nine? Or is there a bit more to his game as well? So indeed, you know, the young players have to find a position in the teams when they're starting. But uh, I was talking with uh, the Bundestrainer Hansi Flick about him and he says um, that in him, he sees a classical number 10 for the future, for Germany. So you see, if he can play there, he can play in the offense everywhere. And he's scoring, you know, um, he's the uh, second best scorer behind uh, Haaland in the league. So that means a lot. So he's at the beginning. I think in a few years we will see him as number 10. But at the moment, I think you can play with him on every position. He's been uh, compared to Kai Havertz by a, a few people. Is that just because of, of the Leverkusen link or is that a, a genuine comparison that you can make? I think it's a little bit about the Leverkusen thing. It's also because of the position, but he's not the same kind of player. You know, uh, He makes goals, of course, also, but uh, his goals are not the same one like Kai Havertz. You know, Kai Havertz uh, is uh, really huge. Uh, he's a good header, but I think uh, Ritz is quicker so perhaps um, you can, you, perhaps you remember Lukas Podolski. Uh, he was a kind of player like him. Uh, he was the one who had the 10 goals before as youngest player. So perhaps a little bit in this direction, but also not the same. So I think he's a mixture between Lukas and uh, Kai. And in terms of sort of him being 18, he's posting these numbers, he's, he's playing these uh, sorts of, of performances for Leverkusen. Is he one of, of their best players, one of their most important players now, even though he's, he's so young at this stage of his career? Yes, he already is. And, uh, you know, um, he was coming for, to Leverkusen from Köln, Cologne, you know, that's uh, a little bit like going uh, from City to United. And <laughs> they are really, really... <laughs> Disappointed because uh, I think in 220 at the beginning of 220, uh, Leverkusen paid 300,000 euros <laughs> for this player, and now he's uh, about 50 or uh, 50 millions on the transfer market. And I think in a few years he will be more. 
So he's very, very interesting uh, and very, very important for Leverkusen. That's why they want to keep him. And I think they won't sell him next summer. So you have to wait a little bit more. Uh, I think 23, this is the first chance to get him. You know, they give him three contracts uh, in this short time he is there. So now he's earning about 5 million euros, which is a lot of money for such a young German guy. And um, so they try everything that he's staying and uh, makes a little future for Leverkusen. And when they have to sell him, I think uh, the first chance to 23. And um, Leverkusen say, saying he has no release clause for this time. But I'm not sure about that. And uh, the man who was saying this is Rudy Fuller. And he said already uh, in the past, uh, in his job, he has to lie sometimes. So perhaps he has to do it again. Um, but uh, remember, I told you about Bayern Munich. Uh, I heard about a meeting in summer, Florian and his father, who is also his agent, were already in Munich, meeting uh, some agents uh, who are connected to Bayern in Munich. So you see, uh, you have to hurry up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sure there's a, a long waiting uh, queue to, to come and, and get him. But you, you mentioned there 2023, uh, he probably will stay in until then. Is is that kind of just because he, he's so young? Is that a deliberate move from, from him and, and his father to, to help him develop? I, I suppose Kai Havertz was, was similar. He waited a little bit and then moved when the time was right. Is, is that the same sort of, of thing that they're aiming for with Florian? Yes. yes, this is a little bit the plan. You know, it's uh, I've you can compare it with Erling Haaland, who made a step to Salzburg uh, to develop, to educate there. And uh, his father is also a part of his agency. You know, the other one is Raiola, who is a little bit more focused on money. But um, I think uh, they know that they have to wait. It's, it's getting everything so fast with him at the moment. So if he's leaving so early, I think it wouldn't be a very good situation for him. He's so young, he has time. But uh, Leverkusen is not playing uh, every year Champions League uh, like Bayern Munich. So they have to fight to be in because uh, if there's no Champions League in the next year, so perhaps he's thinking about it. You mentioned before he's kind of a, a number 10 long term. I've not seen loads of him. The, the bits that I have seen of him, he, he kind of reminds me of a, a Coutinho type player, uh, one of those with the, the nice quick feet and, and the dribbling and, and that sort of thing. Is is that a, a fair comparison, do you think, for, for him moving forward? Uh, I think it's a German version because uh, we have... We never had a Brazilian German national players in the past and not in the future, but that's, that's no problem because um, he's uh, more straight. Uh, he is, uh, that's why he's uh, really so dangerous for them because he's doing things very quick. He, he is good at the ball, of course, but he's, he's not a Brazilian, but uh, I think it's always good to have a mixture. And um, the Brazilian one is the technique and the German one is doing things straight on. And uh, I think this is good. He's very good at the defensive side of things as well, which I'm sure for, for Jurgen Klopp and, and Liverpool would be a big thing for, for him. He's Even though he's so young, he's, he's very aware of, of the pressing and the, the hard work and, and all of that sort of thing. Is is that something that they've had to, to work on with him or is that something that just you know for a young German player just is, is natural and, and just happens? Yeah, he's... Uh, of course, he has this in his nature and, you know, Jurgen Klopp... Uh, is playing a physical German style also in Liverpool, uh, which is uh, very related to the English one. So I think this would 
work very, very good because uh, everything you need in Liverpool, he has already. And of course, you can make it better. But uh, he's a player who can go very fast with the ball and goes in the box. And I think these are things uh, Jürgen likes. That uh, That's why I think he has an eye on him. We know that, that Kai Havertz moved for about £71 million. Is is that the sort of fee that you think it would take in a couple of years' time to, to sell Florian Wirtz? Is it going to be a, a similar sort of price? Is that the, the same kind of, of rating for, for him as well? I think this is uh, the amount of money Leverkusen is thinking of. You know, uh, At the beginning of the Havertz talks, they said always €100 million. Euros, you know, um, At the end, it wasn't 100 but uh, it was a very big amount of money, like 80 and adds on. So in, in euros, so I think they want 100 when you will ask what they get. We don't know. Um, we have Corona times. We don't know how it, the fans are they coming back in England. There are Germany. It's we are not so so near on this point, but we, we try. But um, the clubs need the money and um, I think you won't get him uh, 50 is the minimum and everything on top. Is fine. Would it be fair to say that, that Bayern Munich is maybe the most likely at the, the at the moment, do you think? Partly because it's it's still in Germany, obviously for a very young player to, to move countries maybe isn't the easiest thing. Would would Bayern be the favourites, do you think, at, at this moment in time? Yes, at the moment this is true. Because um, when you're talking with a German player who is dreaming of playing national team, he's already here. Uh, I'm at the moment in Hamburg with the national team. Uh, Florian is also here, but uh, the next step would be a top club like Bayern Munich in Germany because um, he has don't has don't has to go out, don't have to talk English. He has uh, the German national players around. You know, it's always easy when you say, "Hey, come to our club," and this is like it works at Germany. That's why Bayern Munich has so many German national players. And uh, I already said he was already here for negotiations. It's not allowed at the moment, so. Uh, that's why it's always secret and not official talks. But I heard when he was talking uh, with the Bayern Munich stuff, uh, he had bright eyes when he's talking about this club. And uh, of course, it's an advantage. But uh, I think when you're talking with Jürgen Klopp, uh, you always have also bright eyes. <laughs> of course, yeah. Do you, do you know if, uh, does he speak English? Is that a, a big part of it for him? Or, or would he have to learn that if he was to move to, to the Premier League? No, I think this is not a problem. He had a good education at school, so he's a smart guy. So it wouldn't be the problem. Uh, I don't think, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if he is talking Spanish. I don't think so. But <laughs> when you have a normal school, uh, it should be enough for Premier League. So here, I'm talking with you in English. Uh, it's not perfect, but I hope you understand me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Certainly the uh, the German people's English is better than the English people's German. That is for sure. <laughs> Just to, to finish then, I have to ask you about Jude Bellingham as well, a player that has been linked with, with Liverpool a lot. I'm sure it's a player that Liverpool would like. How has he been getting on this season? Because we've seen a, a big big improvement from him in the last year or so. How has it been for, for Dortmund with him this season? Yes, he's doing well. Um, he's um, playing for Dortmund uh, the way we like. and uh, But he's also seeing what's, what is happening with Sancho at United. And um, it's not always so good uh, to move too fast. And uh, I don't think, and I'm really sure, that uh, Dortmund won't sell Haaland and Bellingham in one summer. So you have to wait a little bit. So if Haaland is going to the island, 
which would be very hard for the league. Um, you don't get both. <laughs> Sorry about it. Yeah, no, of course. How much? How much do you think it, it might cost to to get Bellingham? Are, are we talking a similar amount to to Sancho? I know Erling Holland is different because of of the release clause, but with Bellingham, they can they can ask whatever they want for him. Yes, this is always the point when you're talking with Dortmund. They will say your price, which is so high that um, it's getting difficult. It was the same with the Sancho deal. You know, at the beginning they said, "Hey, you can get him for." 150 120 at least it was less but uh, uh, they try to to keep the players in this way uh, when they talk about Holland this summer they said uh, we can go on a table with 175 so it didn't happen so I think they will do it also with an amount which nobody is uh, paying at the moment because they don't have to uh, if Holland is going they don't get 100 or 120 they will get 75 or 80 or 85 with ads on but this is a lot of money and they need uh, good players because they want to win titles. And uh, Germany at the moment, just Bayern Munich is doing it. So they have to work on that. Yeah. And, and just to, to finish then, I mean, it's it's not just Wurtz and, and Bellingham. It's Jamal Musiala, Gio Reyna. There's so many teenage talents in the Bundesliga. Why are there so many at the moment? Is it just because the, the German clubs are, are better at giving these players an opportunity, do you think? Yeah, this is our chance. You know, you have the, the big stars, which are, are finished uh, with the, the education, and uh, they see uh, they saw Sancho, uh, they saw Dembele. Also, it didn't work at Barcelona, but he was a really, really big talent. And if he would have stayed a little bit longer, perhaps he would be now top, top, top. And um, there were so many young players which made this way in Germany and say, "Hey, there, I can play in a very, very good league. I can play Champions League." And uh, the most important thing is I play. And they see Musiala also. Uh, he did it at Bayern Munich, which is not easy. So uh, this is our chance. We get the stars when they're young and you get the stars when they're old. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Loads and loads of top talent in the Bundesliga. Florian Wertz is definitely one of them, no doubt about that. But yes, thank you very much to, to Christian for joining me. Thank you very much to you at home for signing up to watch and listen as well. And until next time, it's goodbye. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.